0: Be following Willie more and more. Oh! Back in the
1: NRL. There's Willie Matt. Must have gotten how big Willie actually is.
0: Perhaps the presence of Willie
1: and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame.
2: I'm a 25-minute man. Oh, you got skill, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two fancy for that.
1: Welcome to episode number nine of the take with Willie Mason. We are here in the underground bunker once again. We're allowed to have people here next week but for now it is just me and you William.
2: Uh, it's been all right I mean what is it like three or four weeks we've handled this shit it's not that I mean it's not that hard We get our boys to come in a little bit early by themselves set it all up for us. We come in, do the business, set it all up, something, pack it all up and get the fuck out of here. So it's been pretty fun, but obviously next week rules will change and we can you know, we can get our producers back in and uh, get it rolling.
1: We can get some guests on too. Wh- yeah,
2: what? maybe some guests. Where would the guests sit? On your lap? I was thinking that, but like, where else would they sit?
1: I don't know. Can I sit on your <laughs> lap
2: and they can sit in my chair? <laughs> This week... We can I can sit on the Ned's box. I know that. How good's that, Ned's yeah, box? Know.
1: You know it's got a speaker in it? Did no, you, know you
2: that? told me that. Yeah. You told me that two days ago. My son found that.
1: Okay. I don't know why I was fiddling with a esky, but anyway, mm. that's parenting for you. Now, we've got... Uh, we were a little bit worried when we first... When Rugby League got cancelled and we thought, well, we're, we're not a Rugby League show, but we do... You know, you played a little mm. bit of Rugby League yourself. I know a little bit about it. I was concerned what we were going to do. How are we going to talk about? We're worried worried about the content. Luckily, Rugby League is just an absolute soap opera and it has delivered once again, Will.
2: It is. I mean, it is. And I got told that by a couple of really good journalists when I was playing. They're like, you don't understand, mate. It's just like you motherfuckers just keep on giving a story after story after story after story. And it's happened again. I mean, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, we've been here for what the last you know, four, five weeks talking about just normal shit. The coronavirus, the coronavirus, yeah, not a ball being kicked, and we've been um, we've had nothing, nothing short of some of our best content, pretty much. But um, it sucks at the moment with with all the bullshit going on now with the Latrell Mitchell and the and the the Fox sort of saga, the Cleary. I mean, like it's just. I mean, where, where do we what do we say and where do we go? I mean, well, like, let's
1: let's start with the news that's just that's broken today. I mean, yesterday the news it keeps broke. breaking every all, day. This, this changes shit. the big change today, and the change I guess that really changes the entire conversation is the fact that Nathan Cleary, who was found to have girls around to his house, and and the excuse that was given was that they had dropped in. They were friends of his sister. They were getting an Uber somewhere. They dropped around. They came to your house. They stayed for ten minutes.
2: Bullshit. I call.
1: Well, do you know what? You don't have to call bullshit because as of today, there has been footage on TikTok. I can't honestly. Cannot the fuck, it's on up. TikTok. What are you ten? I can't keep up with these social media trends. Honestly, I've only just worked out Instagram, but apparently TikTok's a thing, and there's a dance. I'm still routine. on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I, your space or my space? Our space. Is there is there a dance thing on TikTok? Anyway, he's been seen with these girls that he said were in his house for 10 minutes. Now, for me, Nathan Cleary has come out and flat out lied. 100%. Now, he's a 21-year-old kid. I don't want to jump on him too much. But at the end of the day, the NRL now are left in no position. But to up his fine to what was given to Latrell Mitchell and Addo Carr, they have to. They have to – implement that one match suspension that was suspended yep. because of, you know, because at the end of the day, I think lying about it is much worse than anything else.
2: Yeah. This has been frustrating me for the last, I don't know, you know, 24, 48 hours, even the Latrell Mitchell, uh, Josh Adokar saga, it was just stupidity. They, they, they know that what, what they did was just, it was unacceptable. They've come out in public and they've apologized to everybody, which is, the, which is the only thing they could do. Like we're just sitting there, just going, "What, what, what are you doing, man?" I mean, I, I, I understand, like everyone's frustrated at this time, and they like they want to be out, they want to do some normal shit, they want to get some sort of normal scene back in their lives, you know? They thought going back up to the country, hanging out with all the brothers and all that kind of stuff would be fine, but like, what? every why the fuck do you have to record it for? What's with the phones? Like, why do you? I mean, does it, does it not happen unless it's on on uh, Instagram? It's mm. just like, I just look at it and just like, I look at stupidity like that. I mean, um, the only reason why they're sorry is because they got caught. Yeah. That's the only reason. It's the only reason why you're apologizing because if you did not get caught, you would not give a fuck. You just keep on moving. Keep on moving. Just keep on training. Keep doing your own thing. Keep doing all, sort, all this sort of stuff. And maybe some shit like this maybe had to happen so people can actually and especially rugby league players step in line. Everybody is going through this shit. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not like it's a it's a problem in New South Wales on the east coast of Australia. It's a fucking pandemic, people. It's worldwide, and people need to understand how important this is. Regardless, if you're reading conspiracy theories and all this sort of shit, what's going on in the world? Oh, it's not. It's a hoax and all this kind of stuff. No shit, people are dying, man. Like people are dying. So. Get in line and just respect the rules and just do what
1: the government is telling you to do because we're making national news now. My my, my issue at this point is not so much that, you know, like you're talking about 22, 23-year-old kids. They, they make bad decisions. That's not limited to rugby league players. People make bad decisions. And anyone who says that they haven't been – I mean, personally, I haven't and I know you haven't, but if – there are people that are breaking these laws and going over and seeing people, blah, blah, blah. What they did by recording it and putting it up on social media basically just gives the world an insight into the fact that they're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. If there's no phones, no one knows. I'm not saying what they did was yeah, right. Yeah, we're not condoning anything. Not it's condoning just, it's anything. It's the dumbness. It's, just it's so, the dumbness. I'm not, sure it's, I'm
2: not sure if it's arrogance. I'm not sure if it's stupidity. But it's just like, why the fuck did you have to record that shit for? That's the first thing I've seen. I've seen Fox's. Um, I follow him on Instagram. I follow the trail. I'm like, why are you recording this shit for? Like this, this, this space. This is social distancing and stuff like that. And I know. A lot of people are crossing that line. I mean, I'm, I'm on fucking Snapchat. I see these idiots doing some stupid shit, regardless if they're football players or they're just normal people are doing dumb stuff. Mm. They're having little house parties. They're doing this all, all, all this sort of stuff stuff that is not, it's not legal, you know? No. But, like, you don't – if you are a role model in this game and you're a young kid and people are looking up to you to be this sort of person that – you know, well, if we expect a lot from the NRL players or a lot from any sort of sports star, and then you do this, like, what's this? What are you, What's a young king gonna? What's a young kid gonna do? They're gonna, they, they're gonna do some dumb shit as well. They go, I don't have to stay at home. Fox ain't staying at home. Latrell's not doing this thing, and I'm like, who the? F- like, why? Why are you doing it for? Like, why, why record it? Like, why do it in the first place? Because I know for a fact that people are doing dumb shit. Rugby league players, normal people, everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing the wrong thing at the moment, but we're role models. Rugby league players are role models and people are looking up to us. And, and if anyone was going to fuck up, it would have been a rugby league player. You could have put – I don't know if Neds are putting bets on that, but you could have put a dollar <laughs> ten on it for, for one of us fucking up because – now, now have a look. I mean, it's going to, it could open up Pandora's box well, the, because the issue, of all the shit's going on. The,
1: the issue, I think, realistically, the issue is the fact that rugby league is 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 trailblazing in tr- in terms of trying to get back on the field, and this genuinely could affect because if you can't mm. trust rugby league players to do the right thing, then everything that the NRL is trying to do falls over. Yep. One of the issues is that there has been a perception in the community. That Nathan Cleary is a protected species, and that he got off um, a little bit easier. And I must say, I, I don't. He lives with a player who was involved. Tyron May. Okay, yep, that's who he lives with, and he he was involved in 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 some pretty unsavoury stuff last year that dragged the game into disrepute. So he's living with another NRL footballer. They have got these girls over to her, their house. Why is Nathan Cleary's fine? Not the same as what it was. And does it now have to be raised because of? This is what what's piss- happened. Now? This is
2: what pisses me off. This is what's really gotten to me. And all I've done is just go, why, why, why would they do that? I mean, this is like if you want e- equality and all this sort of shit, and you want to make, um, if you want to make a, a statement to the government that you're doing the right thing, three people fucked up. Why is there different fines? Like, why has? Cleary got ten, a $10,000 fine, and why has Fox and Latrell got a $50,000 fine?
1: Why? Why? They're, they're saying that Lanthan Cleary was in his own home and people came around. Now, that's been proven that that wasn't actually true. You know, like they came around to his house. He said they were there for 10 minutes and, and he left. Fucking and now he's lied. dancing. He's lied about it. So at, at, realistically now, Cleary needs to be given the same penalty, and it was suspended – Right, so they've said, and and we'll talk about this in a because you know a little bit about getting yeah, fined, gotta cop, but cop a little bit, but I the just fine was I, I, suspended, and assuming nothing else went wrong, now something yeah. else has gone wrong. So Nathan Cleary then, by rights, that fine shouldn't be suspended because he's in breach again. He should get fined exact. All
2: I want is equality. He should get the fine exact same. I think there was um, Ty and Roberts May. He was there. Find him fifty. Find find them all fifty thousand dollars. Don't. Do you want a racial divide? Find find the Aboriginal lads fifty. Find the white kids ten. That's what will fucking happen. And looks what look look what they did. They had a decision to make the best decision for the whole game and make it all equal. But you fucked it again. Like, can you not just find everybody fifty grand? Or I think I think a fine is not it's not sufficient because I just don't think they give a fuck. Is it fine? And we'll go back. We'll, well, talk, explain, we'll talk about, explain, we'll talk about explain that, that, later. that We'll talk about that later. But I'm just saying, like, why? I just don't understand. Like why, why is Latrell getting fucking smashed and hammered again? Why is, you know, why is the Fox? I understand it. I understand it. Gus Gould was coming, going, these should be getting a year, blah, blah, they should be getting a year regardless. Oh, then fucking Cleary gets done the next day. Oh shit. That's not, no, that's not really like him. You Yeah. Know the fuck you don't know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's fucking him. Oh, he would have done for five or ten minutes. He'd done his interview with Danny Wiley. He did all this bullshit. Fuck off. You're lying. You've already lied. Just fucking, like, everybody knows it. Like, cop the fine. He's going to do everything to save his ass. Everything. Clearly, he's going to do everything to save his ass. But, like, the game should come, come over the top and go, you know, you're doing exactly the same shit. As these other two guys, they're probably fucking worse. You got girls all over you. I don't give a. I don't give a shit. You got five or six girls all around you. I know who's get. I know who's going to be spreading the fucking disease worse than the guys riding motorbikes and having a bushfire,
1: mm. yeah.
2: bonfire. You know, I, don't, I know who's doing worse in my book. Especially yeah. if you're living in that low prick Tyrone May. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, like.
1: I, I think the the issue. I, I I can understand why the NRL have come out and say, originally. I can understand why the NRL said, well. Because clearly, he played the victim and he said they just turned up. And he did the, he did the interview with Wilder and he said that. And, and you know, Wilder reported in good faith, but now he's lied. It has to change. The, the he's other got to thing- change,
2: man. He's got to change. Like, the game has to change. Like, unless they want every single. Like, it's, gonna, it's, it's a racial divide now because these guys are Aboriginal brothers and then you've got a white kid. That's it. People look at that. 10 grand, 50 grand. Why the fuck is that happening? Like, the, I'm, yeah, like, and, and it's a shame. I just wanted—I want to know why. Like, I mean, like these guys were out. They did the wrong thing. They've admitted everything, and then you got a kid who's lied, and he gets fucking ten grand. Well, let's what see what message because is
1: that sending. The, the issue at the start was that they said that 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 the other two had planned it, and Cleary hadn't. Now we know that Cleary was involved more. He has to be fined the same thing. One thing we talked about it earlier with fines because obviously you copped a fair few fines in your life over a few different things and what you were saying to me earlier is that those fines then become set over a period of time this is what
2: happens when you this is what i'll give you a little behind the curtain this is what happens when you get fined. they got 10 grand fine so it looks like it's really like a big beat up in the media even the 50 grand fine but it's suspended it's 20 grand so you get you get your six grand fine that cleary's going to get you won't even feel that. Like that'll go over the next six months or maybe a year, a thousand at a time, a thousand at a time. These guys are on like seven, eight hundred thousand. You don't give a shit about that stuff. Like it's not people just like and the perception that the media, that the NRL and the media want is just like yeah we find them fifty grand. No, it's twenty grand. Even Fox and Latrell they're on they're on like, you know, nearly you know half a mil and a mil. It's just like okay well we'll give you twenty grand. What over, we'll give it over a year. You do you do you do the deal with the NRL, and you do with the deal with with South Sydney or Melbourne. It doesn't. You don't feel it in your pocket, man. Like I remember getting fucking fined hundred and ten gram one year. I didn't even know I got fined. Yeah. Because it come out like incrementally, like every single every month. I mean, over from two thousand three into four, like and my account said, did you get this fine? I don't really know. It was like a fifty here, and a twenty here, and a twenty five here, and all that sort of shit. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter because it doesn't hit. It. it doesn't really hit you because you you justify it by going, you know what? I'll play fucking I'll play Origin this year, so there's that thirty. Yeah. I'll get that back. I'll play test at the end of the year. These kids are all rep players at the same time, so they're going to go. Yeah, I'll play, I'll play three Origins. Who gives a shit about that fifty grand fine or that twenty grand fine? That suspended mm. fine doesn't hit them. The only way they could have made a message and sent a message out, and they've already fucked up because they're not going to do it, was to suspend these players. Just to go, all right, you you've got four weeks out. That'll hurt you. You suspend. I never got suspended for that shit. But if you did, that's when it hurts me. Money, we all come from no fucking money. We're all blue-collar, hard-core, hard workers. We come from nothing. We want to get in the game. Then we start earning some money, and then we don't give a shit.
1: You played for Newtown one week. Remember
2: that? Yeah, but that I don't care. That was good fun. I was, I was still on 600. It didn't matter. That was matter. Good fun. Yeah. And it was fun. But I'm just saying, like, it, it doesn't really affect these kids. The only way to affect them is to take away what they love. And what do they love? Playing football every single week, especially in this environment now, that's why these kids are acting up. I told them weeks ago, you can't keep these motherfuckers locked up in behind closed doors. They're gonna do some dumb shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I told, I said, like, hey, the, the little uh, microcosm that you've seen kicking goals and doing training down down the street, what happens when they go home? This is what happens when they go home, and I'm just I'm just worried about when they open up Pandora's box and you got all these fucking photos of all these players in the last four
1: weeks. If I have one bit of advice for a professional sportsman, and they got some AFL players, I saw that, put your phone down, yeah. stop recording everything, just go about your business, and just yeah. like you look at the every, the Roman Empire fell because of poor decisions. This empire, the modern empire, is literally mm. going to fall because people want to post things on Instagram. Let me
2: let me uh, ask you a question. Just say from you know you you've never played at a high level NRL or anything like you, are just an average bloke. Would they suspend your average Joe like uh, if they weren't superstars? If Latrell wasn't a superstar, Fox wasn't a superstar, Cleary wasn't a superstar. If they were three average players, would they got suspended for a year?
1: Oh, look! I mean, there is definitely. A different rule for better players. Did but they get the
2: superstar treatment? Should they? The should, should they get the superstar treatment? Look, I, I, I think, think I think in a way because we need to put bums on. We can't put bums on seats. Sorry, but we need to. We need to. We need to watch. But they they got that treatment because we want to see these kids play in about a month or six. You know, I love seeing Fox play. I love seeing Latrell play. I love seeing Cleary play. But because they're superstars, they got that treatment. But I'm if, just saying, if this, there's two different rules, and that's why young, that's why kids that like that aren't superstars get pissed off at superstars.
1: One thing I, I I'm really quite concerned, honestly, and this is, I'm not just saying this. I, I don't know Latrell Mitchell personally. You do, but I look at what has happened to Latrell Mitchell in the last probably 12, 9 to twelve months. Yeah, he had one ever bad, since
2: Origin, ever since the first Origin last year.
1: One bad Origin game, there was a pylon, not uh, singing the anthem. There's a pylon. Testing the market and not signing with the Roosters, there's a massive pylon.
2: Well, they hammered him after that test too against Tonga.
1: Uh, yeah. So then you look at, um, you know, in terms of the first games, everyone's saying he's fat. There's a massive pylon. Now there's this. This poor kid, and I, and I, I cannot express enough yeah. that this is a 22-year-old human being, and I don't understand this level of negativity that is coming towards a kid who is just playing football. I don't have a problem with him testing the market. If he's worth more money somewhere else, good luck to him, right? I cannot understand the vitriol now that is attached to this kid wherever he goes. My concern is that he's being poorly advised. Now yeah. he had a manager, he lost the manager, he had another manager, he got rid of that manager quickly. He's got a new manager now. What would what what would you give advice to him? What the advice you would give him in terms of how can he turn this public perception around now?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure, but all I know is that whoever's advising him and coming out and say, Oh, it's cultural That's the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard. Do you know what I mean? Like it, is it cultural just to go ride motorbikes? I mean it's I mean it's cultural to go out to you like if if he was going up to uh, to Darwin and hanging hanging out with all the all, all the Aboriginal lads up there and, and getting in touch with his his cultural identity. But they're all, all they're still in his riding mode. And he got told to say that shit because mm. they thought, oh, no, no oh, as soon as you mention the cultural card, uh, they'll, they'll just back off. No fucking way. People see straight through that shit. And it wasn't about that because if it was about that, we people would be more lenient on it. But you're up there shooting guns. And doing dumb shit, riding bikes and doing stuff, no helmets, all this sort of shit. And people people just go, No, you're just having fun. You know, but look, like, I don't know who's advising him. He's getting the wrong advice. All he needs to do is keep his family tight, keep his friends real close. I try and reach out to him a couple of times, I reach out to Fox just to give him some advice just on little things. I like, you know, the last couple of days I just said, Fox, look, come out, face, face the media just say sorry and deal with the fucking consequences because you can't get away from the shit they'll fucking ha- they'll be outside your house they'll do everything just to get you so do all that, all, all that kind of stuff they got advised to 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 throw out the cultural the cultural card like who the fuck I don't know who their manager is or anything like, like you're dumb whoever your manager is is dumb you don't know shit. Like you don't know anything. You just tell the truth. You fucked up exactly what they did when they when they fronted the media on their Instagram. That's all you have to do is say sorry. There's no cultural thing. There's nothing to do with it. You just went away from Sydney and you wanted to have some fun because everyone's doing their fucking head in with all this sort of shit. Just tell the truth. There's nothing else about it, but this kid just needs a, just some just normal advice, just He's a real kid. He's a really good kid. He's a really good kid. That's why I'm so passionate. I never ba- I'd never bag him. I just bag him. This is stupidity what he's done. He yeah, knows that. He's I worry I worry about I worry about him us kicking him out of the fucking running him out of the fucking game.
1: Why would you want to play with this level of scrutiny? I mean it's look and I I watched you live through this and I watched um, and, and I mean, you never did anything. Like people think you did a lot of things wrong. You yeah. never did that much yeah. wrong, but every time you did, you put your hand up. And mm. by the end of your career, and I, and I, you know, I'm I'm not speaking out of school by saying yeah. that time when you got the DUI yeah. when you're at Newcastle. It was the day after, yeah. you know, you'd been on the drink the night before, mm. you drove to training, you got pinched, you put your hand up. Decisions. And everybody, decisions. it was a bad decision, mm. but you put your hand up and said, I made the wrong decision, mm. and everybody respected that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't feel like Latrell Luttrell Mitchell Luttrell's has got that the cross much rate. to
2: apologize for. I don't think he's got anything to apologize for. Yeah. Like, so, and, and that's and that's the thing where people, like, I see his Instagram, I, see, I, I, I follow him. There's a lot of racism flowing his way, man. And why is it him? And like sometimes I used to think back when I was like, why, why is it, why, why, why is it me? Sometimes I'm like, fuck it, it's just me. Who cares? I'm a bigger person. I'm always being a man's man. I'm straight up. I always knew that I was a good person, and I hope hope the guy that Latrell knows that he's a good person. I know he does, and I know that he does that because I reach out to him like that. As long as you got your family straight and you got your friends in order. And you're fine, you get the right people around you. And hopefully he's got the right people around him. Maybe he's at that age now, he's twenty-two, he doesn't really know who the right people are. They might be telling him the right shit, but advising him the wrong way. Do they maybe they want just Latrell, maybe they want the six percent from Latrell's million dollar contract. Mm. Do they really want to help him? Like he just needs to get he don't even need a manager. He just needs a people, he just needs people around him that can help him, help Latrell Mitchell be the best person he can be. He's a great player already and he's a great human, but he just needs that right I'm not sure who's around him, but just, I I'll, be, I'll, be check, I'll be checking it right now.
1: I just hope. I mean, from my perspective, I really hope that, you know, this has turned into another pile on Latrell Mitchell. I hope Latrell Mitchell knows that he has a lot of support and he knows he's made a mistake and we can more, all move on from that. And-
2: he's got more support. Than the negativity, but always the negativity would rise. Always, it always comes. Fu- it always comes up because what, what what are people going to report on? How you know, like you know, if he's doing some really good stuff in the country, like it was in the bushfires, like when he was putting fires out in Tari, that wasn't a good story. They want to talk about him leaving. They want to talk about him leaving the Roosters and and checking the market. That's a better story because it sells pages. Because these the dudes that, that are in the the media, they got they're struggling for stories, man. You know, the Telegraph, the Herald, all this sort of shit. It's like clickbait. They want all this sort of stuff because things like podcasts and social media, you got your own fucking word now. You can say what the hell you want. You're not getting misquoted. And, you know, it's all about clickbait and it's all about views and likes and all that sort of shit. That's the sort of society we live in. But, you know, like like, Latrell's a good kid. I know he's a good kid and I just want him to just keep being real and just be himself and just get back on the field, man, and just kick some ass.
1: I really hope that uh, the NRL is able to start. And this has obviously put, I don't know, it's not, it hasn't put a, a dampener on it, but it also has put, I guess, an asterisk in terms of whether they're going to be able to to get over the line. What the Warriors have agreed to do is they've agreed to come over and be part of the competition. They're saying they're going to put them in Tamworth, which is actually a nice joint. Tamworth. What,
2: what, they're putting the New Zealand Warriors in Tamworth? Tamworth,
1: yep. So. Oh,
2: my God. Where else are you going to put them? Fucking Lennox Head, Runaway Bay. No, There's what's so wrong many with Tamworth. Hello to all Tamworth? our fans in Tamworth? I love
1: Tamworth, but it's
2: boring. Do you as fuck. Will?
1: mate? Everything's boring. It's COVID. no, it's
2: not. Lennox. It's right near. It's on the beaches. There's a lot of things to look at. There's like it's it's cool. Like you New Zealanders to, you, don't like beaches. You can go to Runaway Bay. I bet they'll do their heads in there. Give them everything they can. That's ridiculous. I mean, of all of all the places the NRL can put them. They put him in Tamworth. Shout out to Tamworth, I love it. We were out there with the Newcastle Knights from 12, 13, 14. We went out there, tried against Cronulla three years in a row. Man, you do your head in after two days. They go, what is it? The big golden guitar. That's all they got. I mean, I just don't. I just. I think they could have put him in so many other places. I mean, like Lennox Head, Runaway Bay. There's so many facilities that they could have put him. They could have put him in Narrabeen. Like just put them somewhere where you won't be doing your fucking head in. They're doing a big enough job already to come over to Australia, leave their families, and make the biggest dedicate like dedication of their whole careers. Can you put them somewhere nice? Are you tossing up Tamworth or this a G up or not? No, oh, it's genuine. They've said. They've but, said. But is it? Are they guarantee? Are they going to Tamworth or is that just a? Is that just an option?
1: Well, I mean, everything's options at the moment. I mean, well, if, I, if, I think they'll be putting a fucking knock on the head with Tamworth. That Borrows have never been to Tamworth. How would they know? They probably think it's nice. It is nice. It's a lovely place, Tamworth. They will I, not go to Tamworth. Do you know what? Honestly, if they are going to come over and they're going to train, then yeah. it will have to be in an area where the NRL tells them to go. So I, I don't have a problem with that. I think the main thing now is that. The, the NRL needs to start on the day that it started for a number mm. of reasons. The, the broadcast deals are vital to the survival of the game. They have put – I guess Valandis has almost staked his career – not his career, but he staked his reputation on the fact that he has said May 28th, if he gets that over the line, then he will be the saviour of rugby league. So there's a, there's a lot of things in play. I think if they can get the game back by May twenty eighth, what they will do then is they will fast track all the other codes, and NRL will have the absolute crown in Australian sport. Probably mm. soccer starting in Germany. I think yeah. you know there's there's a few there's professional sports. I mean the,
2: the NBA and every everything like NH, uh, NFL hasn't really changed their whole their whole vibe. They're going to start whenever they uh, on the date that they um, that they said. The NBA, I mean the Bundesliga, the Premier League, all these all these big leagues in the world. So pretty much you follow the trends. And I know we're not that far. They're saying like June, July, you know, we're trying to push for May 28th. I mean, I hope we get it. And I just think Volandis, um has been kicking ass the whole time because I just think, you know – It'll be, it'll be. We're gonna sit back for ages. Like, I'm like, I'm not sure if we're gonna. How long people in powerful positions are gonna sit back and go, "Oh yeah, we'll just cop this shit. We'll just cop it. We'll cop it. The economy's copping a massive big hit. Everything's, every, everything's getting hammered. When's a, pl- a person just gonna stand up and go, "Fuck it, I've had enough," you know? Like, I think, I think that dude is Velandis. Like, I think all these. I, I tweeted on the weekend. I said all the other CEOs of all these big, all these big. Other conglomerates, you know, like they'll be going. Thank fuck for this guy, Valandis He's flying the flag for us because once the NRL get the the go, everybody else can do it and they'll follow suit. But we'll, co- uh, you know, we'll cop it. How much? How much more can our image get fucking smashed? You know what I mean? Like, we, I think he's willing to do that, and I just think he's. If I said it weeks ago, if any sport can get it over over the line. It's rugby league. I think we can do it. And I just think the New Zealand, shout out to New Zealand Warriors, man. The sacrifice they're making is huge. Just don't go to Tamworth. Getting directions to Tamworth. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, Siri. I don't want to go to Tamworth. For fuck's
1: sake. I must say that you. It takes a lot to impress me. Well, you take a lot to impress me because I've known you for too long. I'm yeah. easily impressed otherwise, but you take a lot to impress me. Mate, you've come through with the goods again. This is uh, four weeks in a row, yeah. and I'm starting to think you actually might have a bit of respect amongst other people. <laughs> this is unusual.
2: Yeah. Uh, obviously, like I really haven't reached into my black book, and... I have I have for the last four five four weeks. I know we had Boy Cordner, who's the current Australian captain, Roosters captain, New South Wales captain. Then we had Gi, arguably one of the greatest players of all time, and Sammy Burgess, arguably one of the greatest forwards of all time. And now we've got Anthony Minicello, who's arguably one of the greatest fullbacks of all time, one of the, a really close mate of mine. Um, and I just ask I just ask these guys for favors. I mean, like obviously a lot of guys would be, you know, even even I get it. They go. oh, they'll slide in your DMs, can you get on the podcast? Can you do this? And it's like, you don't have that trust level with people that you don't really know. When you've gone into battle with these guys and you've, and and you've played origin, you play for Australia and you've played against each other. You have that mutual respect. And so they understand, especially now we're building a rapport with the players that they can come. They know they can come on our show. They can be themselves. There's no agenda. There's no, there's no, you know, like Asking all these stupid, dumb questions of stuff that would have happened ten years ago. So the players, I, you know, I've always the players have always trusted and respected me. So when I reach out to some, when I reach out to all the play, all the boys, they gladly do it, you know. And I, and I love, I love Minnie. Minnie's been my boy for like tw- since, since we were twelve, man. I told you before, and we'll mention it when we ring him. We marked each other as wingers in '92. Under 12s at Toronto, Lyle Peacock. He was on one wing; I was on the other. He would have had mad slick back. He's a little. He's a. He's a <laughs> remember when he first debuted? He had the mad slick back Italian dude, and I would have had this just awful haircut. But uh, we, bar- we marked each other, and we, we, we ascended at the same time. We come through at the same time. We played all our tests together, Origins together. Why We'd were you on against- the wing?
1: I don't know. It was because isn't that where they put the kids who couldn't play oh
2: cry? man i think there was a really gun fullback i think billy slater was fullback or something <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure i think it was like a rotation at t- that time because when i was young i used to play fullback wing and center yeah. i was always in the outside back so that's why i always kept a little bit of speed when i was a bit older because then i obviously just grew into the fucking 6 foot 5 and 120 kilos good looking just big duck okay oh, parents, Hanson, all right just oh, but well, I'll give you put you, but he's thing just, in your phone he and ring one of me the, the great he's one of the greatest guys And one of the greatest players you'll ever meet. I'll give him a ring now. (laughs) Rushed. Rushed. He's asleep, mate. He's having dinner. Nice. Mensa, how are you, brother? Uh, How are you, son? Oh, not too bad. I'll just finish just giving you a massive rap, mate. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Beautiful.
2: I told the guys before, um, we've known each other since 92. Remember when, um, when 92, we, you, were, yes. 92, remember you
1: were playing for West, and West
2: Sydney, when they used to play all these little rep sides? And, we uh, marked uh, each like, other on the Yeah, and we marked each <laughs> other on
1: the wing. One thing I'm interested in, you, you went through obviously some pretty – significant back issues um through sort of 06 to 09 I know I played a fair bit of junior football and I had some back issues and and I dealt with that by basically becoming fat and an alcoholic so for you (laughs) to then turn around and go back from those sort of severe injuries and I know what it's like when you're lying on the floor and it's so painful how did you possibly come back not only from those sort that sort of pain but get back to that first-grade football level where you've got to do the training, you've got to be playing games. I mean, it's just phenomenal that you were able to not only play but play for another four or five years after that.
3: Yeah, look, it took a while and, you know, this is um, a period in my – sort of life now where I evolved as a person and became, you know, much more of a leader, you know, we, we had a, we had a great time. Didn't we Mason before right. that? And we, 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 just didn't care everything was just, it was everything was easy. Handed to us on platter. Can I put, easy. can I just everything put a little bit easy. of
2: background in this story and like how, how many, I like mean, he was like at the top of his game, like two, three, four, five. And then we, we were in, um, uh, we got picked for the Anzac test in 2006 and, yep. We trained all week and everyone sort of knew Mini had some, you know, some ongoing sort of problems, but like he was getting played 80 minutes every game was his fullback, 80 minutes, but like, you know, 25, 30 touches, 200 and something meters. The shit that he was doing and what he was doing was would blow these fullbacks out of the water. And what happened, like it was, I think it was about two days before the actual test and then I walk into Mini's room and I was like, he's, he's, laying, he's laying on the floor. Usually he's laying on the floor doing some back exercises. I said, how are you, son? He's like, I'm fucked. I'm like, no way! I said, what well, prop, like, prop, proper fact? He's like, yeah, done. And I see me like, Minnie never played. I think that was your last test in 2005, wasn't it? It was, yeah.
3: yeah that was so the last test in 2005 was when
2: we got beat by New Zealand. Yeah. But uh, he was picked for that Queen for that for that ANZAC test because he would never got his position taken away unless he unless an injury had had it yeah. It was Tony Ayub. being the one yeah. that, that was. And he he ruled ru- re- ru- me out and said, like, Mate, because he done, couldn't actually special. walk. He couldn't get up. This guy's a he just won golden boot. Absolutely killing it for three or four years, but it was just that non-stop, just battering, battering. If you watch him, if you watch watch this kid play, like many when he was playing in that in those Poss- years,
3: yeah, you know, burning the candle but then… But yeah,
2: the we were, whole, in the whole, we were doing that. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was just it was just unlucky. It was just unlucky that you yeah you know, used to come into a back injury. Maybe could maybe because of the gymnastics, maybe because it was just the overuse. But it was just like. We were, I knew exactly how you – not exactly how you felt, but, like, because we were doing the same shit on the weekend, we're winning, we're doing – we're playing grand finals, we're winning awards and all this sort of shit. And then one of my best mates cops that. I'm like, fuck.
1: Mate, he, he played six, you played one. So settle down. Six, with the, we played grand finals. Grand finals. Oh, okay, whatever. He I'm had bad. plenty. <laughs> Mate, okay, we, sorry. so what what did you do with <laughs> – what did you do with the – I mean – how, that must have been a really difficult time mentally yeah. too. Because, I mean, I know with Will, Willie Will, Will was a freak in terms of never really having major injuries. I mean, there was the knee one. No, but it was, it was it, unbelievable. He just, he played in the middle and he played tough and he never got hurt. But <laughs> yeah. for you. Genetically how, blessed. Oh, he yes, was. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apart from the head region. But, <laughs> it's, but I, I look at you and I just think, you know, how did you, there must have been some pretty dark times trying to work out whether or not you actually did want to play footy again.
3: Yeah, well, the thing, the thing was, um, you know, my, that first back injury that we're talking about in 06, I thought, man, I played, yeah. you know, I, I think I played the most amount of games in a three-year period. Um, you know, you and, you and I were Yeah, we were Someone top we're one and there. two. Well, yeah, yeah, and I thought, you know what? I played that many games. I've done, gone on yeah. three tours. I'm going to have this back operation, which is one of the first in the league as well, yeah. and I'm going to take the rest of the year off, and I'm going to be back bigger and better next year. So I, you know, have the back operation, the nerve pain completely gone. and I'm back running again in six mm. weeks, and I'm still not changing anything. I'm on anti inflammatories, and you know, having a drink on um, weekends and whatnot, and yeah. can't prepare for the 2007 season. And I'm like, mate, the back pain is just there, constant, constant, constant. But I'm always saying, if you say no, no, I'm sweet, yeah, I'm all good, I'm all good. Uh, so I'm just doing anti-inflammatories morning and night, morning and night to try and you know, thinking they were helping me. You know, I don't play the first ten games, and then I get we get I get selected back in the Origin side. Mm. mace, remember that? Yeah, and then, yeah. And then it was uh, I think it was game two. That's when I uh, just jumped out of bed. we were supposed to head to um at Allianz, Allianz Stadium to go out there for the last couple yeah. of nights we at Coogee. And I just literally got to put my socks on and I hear this click. And that was a funny – that was the that weirdest thing, the like pain. spasms. It I'm would on just the floor.
2: Because yeah. we were shocked because we we're such – we're, we're good mates now. We're best mates when we're playing. It's just like, fuck. Like you hate see one, one of your boys go down like – because I know how special like playing Origin and playing for Australia is. And when you get that shit taken away from you – it fucking tears you apart as well. And we used to love, like boys used to love playing with mini. It was just part of, just we just had a really good gang. That's when we were winning yeah, shit. Yeah, it's a good gang. That's when we were yeah. winning shit, you know. Especially yeah. in Origin, we never got beaten. Tests and shit like that, you know. we probably got beaten a couple of tests, and it was just, it was just a phenomenal time. And I always, always reflect back, and I'm like, and you still played 300 games. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. and you like <laughs> and people sort of, and what I love about it is your mindset, and people need to take your mindset and these young kids because they. They really aren't that resilient. They get a couple of injuries. They sort of they, – they regress so far. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I think what you went through as a player, I don't think anybody else has been through that because you come back and you played over 300 games. You end up getting back into Origin, which I fucking love. I oh, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I love fucking that. love that. I was over in France yeah. just smoking darts and just drinking 10 <laughs> bottles of red wine every single <laughs> yeah, day. Dude. Living La Vida Locker. It was fucking unreal. But you, mate, you made your, you got back in Orange. I was so proud of you. And I was like, yes, Mini come back. And that would have been the icing on the cake. And then a couple yeah, of years was, later, nice it, would, it would have been awesome. And then even when you won the grand final in 2013, when you held that trophy yeah, that up, was, even you, you smacked us in the quarterfinal, I mean, in the preliminary, I couldn't give a fuck. We just weren't good enough to beat you guys. But if I was going to go for a team, I'm like, yeah, I want Mini and Sonny and all the boys. you good guys. Win that, And you, especially as captain, yeah. I was like, I've known this little fucker since I was 12. <laughs> and I was that proud. And I think that would have been the icing on the cake for you. Just because yeah, yeah, you had a couple was. of years which was like, oh, Mini won't come back. He won't come back. And then you do, he won't be the best. Like, we, we never come back as the fucking best, you know what I mean? But we end up coming uh, back some, you know, you know a, a certain, you know, to a certain degree. If I want to, I'd I'd rather an 8 out of 10 Minicello than a fucking 10 out of 10, some of these fullbacks that are playing now. Like, I don't care. Yeah, well, yeah, Do
3: you know every, what I mean? Every like, ages, you know, it's just part of life. You mean, know, just, everyone gets older. And, yeah. And so just,
1: when when you were struggling with that back, I mean, at what were you always thinking about coming back to play footy? Was that always something that was driving you at that so, stage? So yeah,
3: I'll, I'll I'll continue on. So then, I, then you know, seven when that happened, when I had to pull out of Origin two days before of Game Two, I went back and seen the surgeon, and he said, look the disc above has done exactly the same thing. It's ruptured. That's, you know, you need another operation. And he basically said to me, oh, you, you do you want to come back and play rugby league? And I was like, yeah, I'm 27. Not, yeah. You know, I've just been like two years ago, I was the best player in the world and the golden boot award. Mm. You know, of course I want to come back. And he said, oh, well look, we have to do a smaller operation, not to affect the structure of your spine. So I said, let's do it. Take the recovery a lot slower and come back in the 08 season. And, you know, again, I'm, I haven't changed anything with the way I eat, my lifestyle, the um, prescription meds, all the same thing, doing the same thing. Uh, i played the first six games and I'll do my neck. I had a huge disc bulge in my neck and I was told uh, not to go back out and play uh, contact sport again because it was one millimetre away from the spinal cord. Uh, and that's when I met um, Aaron McKenzie, a good mate of mine who's a functional movement trainer and ties in a lot of nutrition. And, you know, he was – I was learning about uh, food again along with this functional movement type of training, which, you know, wasn't really in professional sport in 2008.
2: So well, it's the shit now, was, isn't it? Fucking yeah,
3: up. yeah. You're yeah. Of your going, time again, cable, mate. Haircuts and training. One-legged stuff and cable stuff and, you know, um, and everyone's like, oh, mate, leave Mini alone. He's been injured for three years. Just let him do what yeah. he wants, you know. Um, so that's when I started to repair my body in 08 and I thought I was on the right track. And then 09 season comes around and I do all my ligaments in my ankle and a mm. spiral fracture in my fibula in round two. So I'm out for another 22 weeks. So that's four years of a massive run of injuries. Yeah. Um, but then I really focused on um, you know, my nutrition, uh, which I sort of uh, love studying now. And then uh, the lifestyle factors and how it plays a role in uh, speeding up recovery and um, you know, restoring the body and I just focused really hard on that and I just, you know, changed a lot and I just, I just felt it straight away that, you know, my sleep got better. Um, you know, if you're sleeping better, you're waking up, if you think clearer, you make better decisions, you, you can train harder and I, I, my body just started repairing because of the, what I was putting into it instead of all the uh, prescription meds and yep. um, all that type of stuff. It's, so it's, it's funny hearing you say before. that
1: because, you know, they, they talk about the Roosters' culture and how Roosters have got a better culture than any other club and they talk about when Sonny Bill signed with the Roosters and how, you know, he revolutionised the way that people trained and the way they looked at their bodies. And But, mate... I would say, listening to what you've just said, you were probably five years ahead of Sonny Bill, no. you know, in terms of nutrition and in terms of training. And, I mean, well, have you –
3: I'll tell you the story, yeah. So Fitzy and I really started to get onto this oh, in 2008.
1: fucking
2: bone marrow and shit. That's when I was
3: – Yeah, yeah. Was so all crazy. Healthy fats and decreasing your consumption of, you know, processed carbohydrates. and are ripped. Whole fresh food, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, and then, you know, there was a lot of questions started coming in when I started – when I played my first full season again, which is when I was 30 in 2010, man. and I got through it unscathed, and I played the next five years without an injury. But yep. then people going, "Oh, what what'd you do? You know, I've had a back injury, I can't move," and rah rah. And- and then in 2013, when we signed uh, Keegan Smith as our strength and conditioning coach, we signed Sonny, we signed you know, Jimmy Maloney. We yeah. had some great signings, but you know we had to come together as a team. Yeah. And you know Sunny is He's meticulous with his preparation. Um, you know a lot of a lot of the, the Kiwi boys followed him in that. Yeah, and he was fantastic. You know, but even even Keegan um, said, let's let's jump on board as a whole team and let's can the processed carbohydrates and the pasta and the soft drinks and the bread and let's just eat. Uh, quality protein, quality plant foods, fruits and vegetables, and we just we made a conscious decision to do that wherever we went. Um, and a lot of the boys and their bodies transformed. Yeah, man, we had a breakout year. We we minor premiership and oh, premiership that year. It was a massive year. But it was
2: a good couple of years. I mean, thirteen and fourteen. But I can honestly yeah. say, like the when I went, I was there. You know, the reason one one of the reasons why I did go there was because Minnie was there when I went to the Roosters. I'm like, we had a really good squad. We had uh, Fitzy and all these guys that we toured with and played Origin with. We had a really good culture yeah. there. But the main thing was, common denominator was fucking Minnie not playing. That was that was so big for us not winning, not not being the best that we could be because they had to swap positions around. Semi period had to play fullback. And that was the main reason I thought Minnie was through his injury from 2006, six seven. And he's going mm. to be back in 08. and I thought yeah, that yeah, team. <laughs> I mean, we end up finishing second; like we end up having a good yeah, crack. But did, you end up yeah. fucking doing, did, he ends yeah. up doing his neck, and then the next year, like I end up doing a, a rico, and then he ends up doing his ankle, and it just felt yeah. a shit. But I mean, like the common denominator through that whole thing was Minnie and what he was doing off the field. Like he, I mean, because we were burning the candle at both ends, weren't we? Oh, we are yeah. doing shit. And I was, I was lucky enough. I'm, I'm lucky enough now. I'm 40 <laughs> years old. <laughs> But and, you know what? I,
3: and, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a thing. No fucking me. way! I will change you know? a thing. Had like we had, we had the we had the best time. Like the no, we stories, didn't. No, the no memories of time. Well, I would not but change that's a thing but, we are now.
2: But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, like, but you. But when you change your whole diet and you and you got back to where you were, like, just say for me, was like a ten out of ten in 2005. You got to at least an eight and a half to nine. Yeah, to yeah, finish yeah, your career, you know what down. I mean. It wasn't like oh fucking retirement. anywhere. I know the Roosters were a little bit iffy around about the you know the eight nine sort of period because you're injured. And I know what the clubs like, but they stuck by you because they don't really yeah, stuck by stick did. by people. And they did. They believed in you, and you paid dividends because you held that fucking trophy up in 2013, and pretty yeah, much well, went all right. That's, cool. that's 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 <laughs> it. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> probably is that, is that is that. And we'll just talk about the highlight of your career. What is the highlight of your career you've had? So many. You've won Golden Boots. You've won Delian Fullback of the Year. You've won, uh, you know, Arthur Beaton's, you know, Player of the Year. Um, you know, like New South Wales Brad Fittler. You've done everything. You've done. Wally you've Lewis, done it all. Yeah. Wally Lewis, yeah, yeah, the-, the best. And, and but- when you talk about Wally Lewis, um, that's the best player on a tour. And yeah, you're talking about Australian players. When you talk Brad Fittler awards that's the best play in origin so you're talking the best of the best players I mean he's done all that sort of shit and golden boot one the fucking golden boot remember we was drinking piss out of your golden boot when we drank and we got his golden boot him, and I think Lock, I think because I always held the ceremonies over there here's your golden boot they got the shit stupid golden boot and we're just filling it full of piss and just sculling out of it <laughs> kicking oh, mate, kicking the oh it, my god I, can't, I can't stories even,
3: yeah. mate, they were all times you know Something bunking like up in Leeds and uh, Oh having some great God. times. If but you what okay, yeah, what's your I
1: think, I what's your favorite tour those, story?
3: Oh, my yeah. oh
1: what were you saying, Minza? Um,
3: I'll well I'll go to this story first and we'll go to the tour. Yeah. But um, I think yeah, you're right. That 2013 with you know even all those individual awards are fantastic. You yeah. look back at it now and go, Wow, but you know, that team award in twenty thirteen and yeah, getting man. a hold of the trophy after those injuries and coming back yes. was, was pretty satisfying, you know um yeah, you, know, you had your family there my uh, wife there it yeah like, it's just great. a beautiful and family my, and everyone's parents, and everyone's so. seen it
2: yeah and i was so prou- yeah. i was so proud he has a mate and and played with you with australia and played um with you in new south wales we've been in battle together and i watched it and you uh, even though you, you smacked us in that preliminary i was like i'd rather see Minnie win it i said i don't give a fuck about <laughs> i just want like, minza to win that trophy and when you did i was just like I don't know where I was, but I was probably fucking yeah. not in the right emotional state. But I think I cried. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: remember, so what about this, right? So Mason and I, after a tour, I think, it, I don't know if we were coming back from Mexico. I think it was Mexico. And we had to fly back to London for London to come home, right? Jimmy. And, you know, we've just won the Tri Nations. Um, well, I can't remember, maybe we lost the trial. Yeah, I think we lost it, man. Yeah, I think we lost it. I think we lost it. And you know, we, it was a massive campaign, you know. We went we went to Mexico, five of us, and had the best week ever in our lives. And we went out to fly back to London and then we we're on a plane and we him and I were watching the notebook and, and I look over and I'm bawling my eyes out. I look over and Mason's bawling his eyes out as well. <laughs>
1: It's an emotional time after it's you've been...
2: It was a very emotional time, many you know that.
1: Mexico causes <laughs> well, a lot of untold un- un- emotions. I just to,
2: we're flying business class, so I just want to give him a hug and we're just looking at each other going, what oh, the fuck hilarious. is on? just get me home, please.
1: <laughs> well, once again, we've had a wonderful chat with a wonderful human and it's gone a little bit longer than we expected, so I would say that will get cut as a full interview on its own. Tune in and we'll have that up probably on Monday.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's it's. We've had some really good guests the last four weeks, so uh, I think everybody should be privy to listening to them, um, listen to that one two on one uh, interview. So, um, you know, Mini was outstanding. He's uh he's got some great stories to tell, but he's a uh, he's been one of our greatest players and greatest humans to play the game. So, yeah, make sure make sure you do listen to that.
1: I'll tell you what I don't like. Will what's up? I don't like having to pick horses on a Wednesday. I'm more no. your bet on the same day that you're going to bet. That's my go.
2: I, to- I totally agree because everybody that I'm getting tips off they f- they're fucking filthy at me. They go, "What are you doing? It's Wednesday." I know. It's Wednesday. I haven't I, got- I don't get- I don't read the form till Thursday or Friday and all this kind of shit. But they have they have tips for tomorrow.
1: Mm. <laughs> I know. So- but-
2: they're like, oh, I've got a tip for you tomorrow. And I said, No, our listeners won't, they won't, they won't get it. And they're like, I said, I need it for Saturday. And they're like, damn. So they actually have to do their homework. And obviously they've been rushed in, in most of my tips. So I'm sorry to everyone because um, I'm pretty bad, but I promise I'll get better.
1: We're trying, and as soon as the football's back on, we will be better. But I'm gonna ring yeah, Jared. Give Jared We're uh, gonna the Profit Profit, the Profit aka Profit
2: Profit hasn't given us nothing.
1: Well, I'm gonna give him a few today. Let's put the headphones on. All right.
0: Hey guys, how are you going?
1: Profit, profit, what's going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, not a lot. What's going on with you guys?
1: Jared, I cannot literally put these headphones on. Hang on one second, mate. No, you're we'll talk right. to no Will. worries. Yeah, uh, what's going on, Jared? He's not I can hear much. Him.
0: Not much, Well, I'm just uh, battling around at home as per usual. What's been going
2: on with you? No, not a lot. It's pretty much the same, man. Just doing the same thing every day. Um I think, Not that much, yeah. man. I try and exercise a little bit every day. Try and keep a little Close. bit of normality. Like just, yeah. um, you know, most, most of my most of my work is uh, just doing emails and, and phone calls anyway. So I don't really like the fucking meeting, so it's good. So I could just just talk to everyone.
1: Jared, if I could explain what I'm doing now. I'm sitting here with one headphone on. I've got the hand over like I'm some sort of international DJ in Ibiza. And I look like an (laughs) imbecile, but I can hear you, which is the important thing. Jared, I gave you you some homework. You did. And that homework was to watch Lego Masters.
0: (laughs) Yes, it was. It was.
1: Did you watch Lego Masters?
0: I've seen, Well, thankfully, actually, having to stay home all day, every day, sitting down for lunch, they literally repeat it in the middle of the day, every day. So I have seen at least one episode of Lego Masters now, yes. Are you
1: obsessed with it, like I am, or not?
0: I actually look to be honest I I was very on the fence with how I thought I'd go with it but uh, I, I did not mind it at all it was uh, it was quite an entertaining
2: watch Oh well, you got to put me on the game here a little bit a little bit like I I've, I've heard of it and I thought it was just this I thought it was uh it was on Cartoon Connection or some shit like it, just people um, doing Lego I Wasn't thought it was that on, Agra Yeah Cartoon I, thought, but connection? I thought I thought it was <laughs> I actually thought when you said Lego Connection it was just like cuz I've been watching this shit on um, on Fox on Fox Fox sports not Fox Sports, but like the, the cat bloody all these other bullshit shows. All the children's all the children's shows is like Lego Connect and all this sort of stuff and like There the are three, a lot of different Lego three, shows. Yeah, the three D Lego yeah. and all and I thought Ninjago. I thought I thought one. One. it was just a cartoon and nah. you could bet on that shit. It's, and I'm people-, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's people actually betting on Fucking people building Lego. Uh,
1: that's right. And, Jared, let me tell you, Jackson and Alex have not won a challenge yet, and they are very, very short hey, is in my there eyes. It's something like $1. 10 yeah, isn't yeah. It? is isn't $1. it? $1.10.
2: Is the wrought in, you reckon?
1: Hard to say. Okay. But I, I tell you what, Jay and Stanny still, I reckon, are the value bet. Now, Jared, I, um, if I had to describe to you yeah. how our betting has been going, it would be the fact that the tip that I gave last week was coming around yeah. into the straight – clipped the horse in front, lost its shoe and lost a bit of its hoof and ran last. So yeah. if I had to give an analogy of what our tips were like, that horse would probably be it.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's the look, odds look, of that, face.
1: man? What are the odds yeah. of that, Jared? Man, that's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous.
0: It's, it's, it's sort of beyond funny now, isn't it? I mean, our tips are uh, uh, sort of starting to affect how horses are actually performing and running. So, yeah. Uh, God, let's hope we turn a corner soon. I'm hanging out for the start of that NRL season again. Oh so. man, I mean, I
2: know I know a little bit about a little bit, but I mean, horse racing, like I'm really out of my depth. But I'm blaming like my boys Hass Sailor and uh, Paul Catina. So I'm going to throw his out there. I don't care. They're my yeah. good mates, but even those guys are going, man. I need. We need to get a win. We need to get a win. Yeah. I got, and he reckons 100, percent which I reckon is never 100 percent in gambling. Um, he reckons he reckons we have a win this week. So Go on, Will. I'm gonna I'll read get, it out. I'll give it to you. Uh, this is this is. I'm reading the message from him. We head over to Morpethville. Is that right? Morpethville. Yep, in good. the great state of South Australia, where nothing happens. Uh, we're a superstar in sunlight. Is it a uh, sunlight is it sunlight. Is a, that's a, horse, yeah, sunlight. Horse. a superstar inside he's the worst grammar in the world he doesn't give me any like apostrophes or anything I don't know what I'm <laughs> reading yeah. in sunlight in race eight he has drawn the car park in 16 but if he get across to the fence it will be winning and the curse will be lifted we fucking win that's what he's <laughs> that's exactly what he's text so what are your what do you say on that
1: Jared
0: well. Not a great start to the tip, given that he's calling sunlight a he, and it's a mare in a filly's <laughs> and mares race. It's actually, it's
1: actually for those people at home, it's actually a girls' race. Yeah, so um, yeah, but is-
2: and I can so, uh, but if he get across, like, do you know been, what? Has, if, if has went to private school, who's a private school boy.
1: If this was a, a, a foot race, if this was the hundred meter, it would be Usain Bolt in the women's hundred. Then, so we should be home <laughs> yeah, here, Jared.
2: Hey, you don't know <laughs> yeah. you don't know in these days, man. You could be transing. All Castor, that kind of stuff, cast man. It,
1: right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: No, well look, she certainly is the class horse of this race. Her record is outstanding. She's a magic millions winner. She's a three-time group one winner. She actually finished second behind a horse called Gee Trial when resuming here at Waterville a couple of weeks ago. That horse clearly does have the fitness edge, and it had already won a group one race this year. So it is all stacking up. Look, like you've touched on there, Will, the gate's a bit tricky, but I just wonder if she's going to be too classy here. $3 on offer for her to win. I'm actually with you, mate, here. So. Yeah. Straight
2: okay. on the nose yeah. for me, mate. Are we taking? We're yeah. taking it straight out. I don't do uh, yeah. whatever you did last week to try Each and cheat. Way, to try and cheat a win.
1: I'm not cheating. Yeah. It's it's a legitimate. Yeah. This is not how you gamble yeah. in my books. Oh. I'm
2: straight on the nose, or I just don't gamble. Well, you shouldn't, because you shit. <laughs> uh,
1: so I've got, uh, I've got. I'm going to leave this up to you now, Jared. I've decided that I am going to give you the choice. I'm going to give you yep. four horses. Yep. And you are going to tell me whether we're going to bet on all of them, one of them, two of them. And uh, yep. I'm going to let the profit profit do his thing. So the first horse I like is Seabrook. Yep. The second horse is Welsh Legend, which won again on the weekend. Bet you're flying. Yeah. And I'm going to give the horse without a shoe another chance. Mawani Machine, I think if he's got four legs and four shoes, he's a better chance of not coming last. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to leave well, it up to you. There's four horses, Jared. Wow me with yeah. something.
0: I just think we should stay away from Mawani Machine because I, I just – Every Thank time we speak about it, something bad happens. So, <laughs> That's uh, a fair point. Let's, let's just leave that one oh, go around by itself. might ourselves. fly off this week. Yeah, yeah, we don't really want to see that. I mean, given that you said that he's lost a bit of his hoof last week, we don't want to uh, open that one up anymore. So uh, Seabrook, I don't mind Seabrook, and she's probably ready to peak it up, but she's got to carry a pretty heavy weight. She's only a small horse. So I think the one here, Ian, is Betcha Flying. We're offering $9 for her in the Australasian Oaks, which is the other Group 1 race at uh, Morphettville on Saturday. I like the
2: name. Uh, I like the name.
1: It was a good win last week too.
0: Like, well, yeah, definitely. And, look, she's got form around and good horses. She ran two back. She ran fourth behind Colette, which, of course, went on to win the Australian Oaks at Randwick. I think she's rock hard fit. They've booked an experienced South Australian jockey in Dom Tanur here. I think, like I said before, around the $9 mark, there are certainly worse each way bets on the program here.
1: So just to confirm, Jared. because you going each way? Yep. She, correct, Will. We are go- and you yep. know what? It's <laughs> not me. It's the prophet prophet has said that we're going each way, and I'm with him. And you are just going to have to cop it and watch uh, us win, twenty five each way. I hope we win on Bet Flying. To
0: be fair, this thing is offering better odds on the place than what Will's tip is offering on the nose, so Ooh. we can just pop it on the place if you yeah, want. Yeah. But uh, no, I no, no, we'll be
1: we'll be going each way. I know one Anytime way.
0: Anytime time you just bet on the place, it always wins. So uh, we won't be doing that to ourselves.
1: Jared, I think that is going to see us definitely wing up our second win in yeah, the season. I hope so,
2: man. It'd be good for the club. Yeah. I mean we need to obviously we need to yeah. um, we need to get one of those clubs and we need we need some people to come into the DMs and just like even if you approach Ned's or approach the take it uh, the take with Willie Mason, come in and just tell us why we should sponsor your club or give give money to your club. So all you all you all you clubs out there in the whole of Australia, whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it's AFL, NRL, soccer, whatever, if you come up with the best best sort of idea why you should get this money. We've got you back, we'll, and we'll come in and um, we'll fix it up.
1: And when we say money, we're talking literally tens of dollars at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> By the end of the year, yeah, I reckon yeah.
2: we've got thousands. We'll be all right. We'll be right. We'll be all right. Oh, I think so.
1: Well, mate, you have a lovely week, and uh, just remember that when we speak on Saturday, it was you that chose Betcha Flying, and so yeah. all of the pressure yeah. now falls on your shoulders. The sunlight is yeah. going to okay. win.
2: No.
0: That is more than fair. I think. Uh, look, I mean, I've said it a couple of times now, but I think we might finally, certainly, <laughs> some light be onto something here. So, anyway, fingers crossed. Have a oh, good man. weekend.
1: Thanks, too, mate. Jared. We'll cheers, speak brother. to you soon, and thanks again thanks, for your support, guys. mate. All right. Cheers. We'll speak to you next week. Cheers, Jared. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya.
2: Thanks to our uh, sponsors at Ned's. Uh, they always do a great job every week. Um, it's always it's a and it's a great thing what we do. I mean, we're just trying to get a. Uh, Get some money to some yard, to some clubs out there. I mean, I remember being a young kid, uh, you know, playing for the Toronto Scorpions, and it was always troubles trying to get jerseys, trying to get bump pads, trying to get all this kind of stuff. So that's the sort of stuff that I know what goes on uh, at grassroots football. So, you know, Ned's jumping on board with this great idea, and us, you know, trying to trying to win you some money. So, um, it's we're great. doing our best. It's great. We are and doing our best.
1: For everyone out there, make sure you get. Wait till the
2: footy starts, people. You know, you know, I got gotcha. you. You know it. You haven't well, and oh, anyway, gamble responsibly. I'm sick of saying it. Why don't
1: you say it? I just did, and you talked over me. Gamble so responsibly, you get,
2: gamble responsibly, people.
1: The people they want more stories. Will they, they want, want more they want kangaroo tales? That's why what? they want. That's why they want me
2: to write a book. But some of these stories, hey, I can't. I can't mention names, and I, I wouldn't want to because I'm not a fucking sellout.
1: Well. The book would be very interesting. <laughs> the book would be very interesting. But in the short term, it's too hard to write. No. So let's uh, let's just talk. Yeah. What? Uh, tell me what we've got this week, William.
2: I just, I mean, obviously you put me on the spot. I don't sit at home, everybody, and think about what the fuck happened on all the kangaroo tours and games that I played. But this one just comes into my mind. Um, 2007, we just uh, we just smacked the shit out of New Zealand. Shout out to all the New Zealand players that played fifty-four nil or something like that it's the biggest (laughs) defeat in New Zealand history anyway so that was the last game so we've been touring before that so 2003 four five six four kangaroo tours in a row massive so 2007 just one a one-off test in Wellington done all right sweet so all right that's our last game so everyone's mentality fuck we have to get through the semi-finals we ended up finishing I think third that year get to the get to the tests. we're like fucking you know, hell a couple, a couple of debutants and Kirk Gidley and uh, Israel Folau and really good a really good really good team um anyway after the game we're like fuck what are we going to do all the boys are looking at me I'm the senior player at the time we had Mick Crocker all these sort of blokes it was, a, it was it was she was a fairly fairly loose team but the right circumstances deserved it you know like it was like, yeah, yeah cuz these young uh, junior kangaroos that were coming up as well we sitting at the bar and they're like mate so oh, what's going on the the bar tabs run out I'm like fuck it, what Please. I'm so Carrie. God I love you, Carrie. He's a legend. Jeff Carr. You know Jeff so <laughs> Kari, So is a chairman. He's a chairman. I'm like, Kari, met myself a boy. boys, and I said, Kari, give me that fucking card. Give me the gold card. So he's throwing me the gold card. and I said, put that behind the bar and let it
1: run. So just to just to confirm for those people at home, at the end of a test, the Australian rugby league would put a tab on put a little the bit place. of a tap. It, I mean, you, usually I
2: think they're a little bit pissed off because they under twenties with them. They're like, yeah, man, fuck it. It's not a strap.
1: You aren't, but
2: I'm like, fuck it. I'll look after you boys, whatever. I got it. And we, and then, so I said, Kari, get over here. So I just, he goes, throws me his card. So Mick Crocker, you wouldn't mind mentioning. There's the only guy I'll mention. Um, he doesn't mind, so he's like he's a senior player as well. I was put the car behind, and said let it go. So it was like I think the first order was like forty double vodka rebels. Of course it was, and forty uh, and forty Aga bombs. That was just for anyone at the bar. It was only the team, and it was only the like just say the first grade, the 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 NRL Australian, the Kangaroos, and then these young kids were pretty pretty scared. I would have been. Scared to come up the bar and grab some shit as well. When I was controlled, sitting there like fucking Don, sitting there just like throwing drinks this way. You have one, you have one. You had Crocs doing the same thing. Crocs, we're all drinking. We're drinking half of them anyway. And fucking the card, he goes, "I'm going to call it at just say 10 k. Fucking ten k went in about forty five minutes to an hour. With ten grand, forty vodka, Red Bull. Yeah, that round. was that was That's- like. And, I, and I'm talking. as Soon as I stopped, it was like go again. Again, again, again. He goes, we'll stop. It's 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 25 grand. It's 25 grand. It's only <laughs> it's it's like nine thirty. It's like twenty five grand, thirty grand. I said, just keep it rolling. And he ended up rolling, he goes, end up I am not, not even gonna say the end and the end result was fucking massive. But we drank that much piss, it was ridiculous. Blokes Who just I mean we were walking down the street we We're in, and it was a Sunday. So in New, like in New Zealand on a Sunday back in the two thousand, shit was closed. Everything was closed. Everyone was going to church and all that kind of stuff. They had different shit going on. We we're like, fuck, where's the clubs at? And we, we ended up going to some place. It was the fucking lowest joint in the world. And obviously we uh, <laughs> we had no fucking bar tab, but everyone had some cash and we, we ended up getting smashed. A lot of people was just fucked up, couldn't make it home. Like you, you, you'd think that some of the people were homeless people if you were going past Wellington in 2007 in October.
1: When's the last time you had a vodka Red Bull?
2: Fucking while, mate, and I'm not, I don't really plan on having one. Maybe last time I was in Sapphire
1: when I've ordered about 30. Thank you, Hass. Thank you very much for tuning in to our little show. We certainly enjoy doing it. What we would like you to do is rate and review. If you could go onto all of your podcast channels, onto your Apple, onto your Spotify, onto your MySpace, all of the big ones, just get on there, give us a rating, give us a review. It helps us to yeah, keep it does.
2: Going. I mean, I, um, I try and get as many people just to have a, just to have a listen and give an honest review. So um, we, um, I always look at it. So we respect what you're saying and, you know, give us some questions, give us whatever you want. So, no, we do actually respect and we do read all your comments and shit,
1: so don't hurt my feelings. All right? Slide into our DMs. Yeah, always.
0: Be following Willie more and more. A back in the
1: NRL. as Willie Mason I've forgotten how big Willie actually is?
0: Perhaps <laughs> the presence
1: of Willie had the Panthers looking at his imposing frame.
2: I'm a 25-minute man.
1: What? Oh, you got skill, son. Uppercut <laughs> right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for